Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, Please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, how's everyone doing this week so far? It's been a real hot one here. Last week it was 108, now it was 111 just the other day. So I'm just hoping these temperatures go down. It's hard to handle sometimes, especially with neuropathy. Today's going to be a real touchy subject. And it's going to be on peripheral neuropathy. I'm going back to talking about just that. But I'm going to be talking about how peripheral neuropathy could be linked to mortality in the U.S. population. And maybe some lifestyles that you should change that might help, you know, slow it down. Also, I'm going to uh, talk about some facts on uh, neuropathy also. So just sit back and enjoy this episode. Again, it may be difficult for some to listen to, but... I think it's really important to get this information out to everybody so you know what to expect. But before I get going here, I just want to let you guys know, please support my podcast by clicking on the icon that I have, Instacart. Listeners of my podcast get free delivery on your first order over $35. They have multiple stores to choose from. The products you left from your local stores, they're all hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. Instacart highlights deals to help you save money, find everything you usually buy, and get smart suggestions for new items. Just click on the icon that I have on my um, podcast, and also you can go to Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast on Facebook, and you can click on it there. But I just want to say thank you very much for all that you do, and all of you that listen to this podcast. So let's get started here. I found some uh, interesting questions um, on Google search, and I just wanted to talk about those first real quick. Can you live a normal life with neuropathy? Roughly 20 million Americans are living with neuropathy. Living with daily pain and discomfort can be challenging. People with neuropathy are at a higher risk for depression and anxiety than those without a neurological disorder. The good news, it's treatable, and pain management specialists can help, which we all know that. So how long does someone live with neuropathy? There are several key factors that affect a patient's prognosis, but most people with a rare inherited progressive disease have a lifespan of about 10 years after being diagnosed. So for me, I've had it since 2004, so I'm looking at already 18 years, so something's wrong there. (laughs) I really didn't think that there was much 
of a diagnosis that tells you how long you're going to live, but I just wanted to pass all this information on to all of you. Uh, what triggers neuropathy? Nutritional or vitamin imbalances, alcoholism, and exposure to toxins can damage the nerves and cause neuropathy. Vitamin B12 and excess vitamin B6 are the best known vitamin related causes. Here's another one that I don't agree with. Several medications have been shown to occasionally cause neuropathy. I take B12 and I take B1. Um, don't know anything about B6, but I don't have any issues by taking those in fact. For me, I think it had built up my immune system. Again, I've been taking them since 2004, and I was never a person that believed that, you know, vitamins are, are good for your body and they do help. But I've been taking them for some time now, and I think they help me out. I don't get sick as much as, you know, I used to. Uh, with, you know, I'm talking about colds, you know, and the flu. I take my flu shots once, once a year. But, you know, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, I don't know if I believe that or not, but uh, do, do compression socks help neuropathy? Compression socks can relieve neuropathy issues concerning blood flow, as they are known for the ability to improve blood circulation. Studies have shown that compression garments can help those living with diabetes and lower extremity edemas. Now that I do agree on. Uh, compression socks and sleeves, they do help quite a bit. And they will help with, um, for me, they help me with my pain and give me better circulation. So these are just some topics that I just ran over and I saw them and I just wanted to talk to you guys about them because those are topics that, you know, most of us want to know and, and most of us use, you know, and we just want to make sure that we're using the right, the right products out there that are going to help us at least reduce the pain. You know, I have not found a cure and there is no cures for neuropathy at this point in time with all the um, medical journals I've read, but I thought it was a good thing to know at least. So before we get started, let's talk about um, this peripheral neuropathy fact sheet that I found. And it's just going to give us a breakdown of what neuropathy is. You know, someone that's coming brand new to this uh, disease might not know everything there is to know about it. So it's always a good idea to um, talk about these issues again and again so everyone can understand and for those that haven't heard, can uh, finally understand what's going on with their body. So let's go ahead and break it down. What is peripheral neuropathy? Peripheral neuropathy refers to the many conditions that involve damage to the peripheral nervous system. The vast communication network that sends signals between the nervous system, which is the brain and the spinal cord, and all of the parts of the body. Peripheral nerves send many types of sensory information to the central nervous system, such as the message that the future to hold. They also carry signals from the CNS to the rest of the body. Best known are the signals to the muscles that tell them to contract which is how we move. But there are different types of signals that help control everything from our heart and blood vessels, digestion, urination, sexual function, to our bones and our immune system. The peripheral nerves are like the cables that connect the different parts of a computer or connect the internet. 
When they malfunction, complex fun uh, functions can grind to a halt. Nerves signaling in neuropathy is disrupted in three ways. Loss of signals, normally sent like a broken wire. Inappropriate sing uh, signaling when there shouldn't be any, like static on a telephone. Errors that distort the messages being sent would be like a wavy television picture. Symptoms can range from mild to disabling and are merely life-threatening. The symptoms depend on the type of nerve fiber affected and the type of severity of the damage. Symptoms may develop over days, weeks, or years. In some cases, the symptoms improve on their own and may not require advanced care. Unlike nerve cells in the central nervous system, peripheral nerve cells continue to grow throughout life. Some forms of neuropathy involve damage to only one nerve, which is the mononeuropathy. Neuropathy affects two or more nerves in different areas. More often, many of the most of the nerves are affected are called polyneuropathy. More than 20 million people in the United States have been estimated to have some form of peripheral neuropathy, but this, mess, this figure may be significantly higher. Not all people with symptoms of neuropathy are tested for the disease, and tests currently don't look for any forms of neuropathy. Neuropathy is often big, uh, is misdiagnosed due to its complex array of symptoms. So, how are the peripheral neuropathies classified? More than 100 types of peripheral neuropathy have been identified, each with its own symptoms and prognosis. Symptoms vary depending on the types of nerves, such as the motor, sensory, and autonomic that are damaged. Most neuropathies affect all three of nerve fibers to varying degrees. Others primarily affect one or two types. About three-fourths of polyneuropathies are link-dependent, meaning that the farthest nerve endings in the feet are where symptoms develop first and are worse. In severe cases, some uh, such neuropathies can spread upwards toward the central parts of the body. In, in non-link-dependent uh, polyneuropathies, the symptoms can start more toward the torso or are patchy. So let's go ahead and talk about what are the symptoms of peripheral nerve damage. Now for motor nerve damage is most commonly associated with muscle weakness. Other symptoms include painful cramps, uncontrolled muscle twitches visible under the skin and muscle shrinking. And that is my category right there. And then you have sensory nerve damage, which causes various symptoms because sensory nerves have a broad range of functions. Damage to the large sensory, uh, sensory fibers harms the ability to feel vibrations and touch, especially in the hands and feet. You may feel as if you're wearing gloves and stockings even when you're not. This damage may contribute to the loss of reflexes. Loss of position sense often makes people unable to coordinate complex movements like walking or fastening buttons or maintaining their balance when their eyes are shut. That falls into my category. And also the small fibers, like insulation that normally surrounds a wire, include fiber extensions called axons that transmit pain and temperature sensations. 
It is often difficult for medical caregivers to control, which can seriously affect the patient's emotional well-being and overall quality of life. Neurotic pain is sometimes worse at night, and it makes things like disrupting your sleep. It can be caused by your pain receptors firing spontaneously without any known trigger, or by difficulties with signal processing in the spinal cord. For autonomic nerve damage, it affects the small fiber neuropathies. Common symptoms include excess sweating, heat intolerance, inability to expand or contract the small blood vessels that regulate blood pressure, and also gastrointestinal symptoms. Although rare, some people develop problems eating or swallowing if the nerves that control the esophagus are affected. There are several types of peripheral neuropathies, the most common of which is linked to diabetes. I can see, as we're 12 minutes in so far, that this might be a two-parter um, episode, but I will let you know here. So what uh, causes sym symptomatic acquired peripheral neuropathy, which can include physical injury or trauma, most common cause of acquired uh, single nerve damage or injury is automobile accidents, falls, sports, and medical procedures can stretch, crush, or compress nerves or detach them from the spinal cord. Less severe traumas can also cause serious nerve damage. Broken or dislocated bones can exert damaging pressure on neighboring nerves and slip discs between the vertebrae can compress nerve fibers where they damage, where they emerge from the spinal cord. The next topic is diabetes, which is where I fall in to get to that category. Diabetes is the leading cause of polyneuropathy in the United States. About 60 to 70% of people with diabetes have mild to severe forms of damage to sensory, motor, and automatic nerves that cause such symptoms as, as being numb, tingling, or burning feet. Also, you can have issues like blood problems, which peripheral nerves can lead to nerve tissue damage. Diabetes, smoking, and narrowing of arteries from high blood pressure can lead to neuropathy. Another issue could be systemic body-wide autoimmune diseases in which the immune system mistakenly attacks a number of the body's own tissues. And some of those symptoms are like lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. Those are the ones that I kind of wanted to touch on. There's about five more, but you can find this article on my Facebook page at Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. And I would love it if you'd go over there and, and be one of my listeners. That'd be so awesome. You're going to find a lot of information there and a lot more episodes that you can uh, take a look at and listen to. So how is peripheral neuropathy diagnosed? The bewildering array and variability of symptoms that neuropathies can cause often make diagnosis difficult. A diagnosis of neuropathy typically includes medical history. A doctor will ask questions about symptoms and any triggers or relieving factors throughout the day, work environment, social habits, exposure to toxins, alcohol use, risk of infectious diseases, and family history of neurological diseases. 
Also, it can be diagnosed through a physical or neurological exams. A doctor will look for any evidence of body-wide diseases that can cause nerve damage such as diabetes. A neurological exam includes tests that may identify the cause of neuropathic uh, disorder as well as the extent and type of nerve damage. Also, what can be done is a body fluid test. Various blood tests can detect diabetes, vitamin deficiencies, liver and kidney dysfunction, and other metabolic disorders. Infections and signs of abnormal immune system activity. Less often, other body fluids are tested for abnormal proteins and the abnormal presence of immune cells or proteins associated with some immune-medicated neuropathies. And finally, there's a genetic test that can be taken. Genetic tests are are available for some inherited neuropathies. So here, um, I believe everyone has had this done, this test. It's the underconduction test, which measures the signal strength and speed along Pacific large motor and sensory nerves. They can reveal nerves and nerve types affected by whether symptoms are caused by de- degeneration of the sheath or the axon. During this test, a probe electronically stimulates a nerve fiber, which responds by generating its own electrical impulse. An electrode placed further along the nerve's pathway measures the speed of a signal transmission. Slow transmission rates tend to indicate damage to the to the nerve, while reduction in the strength of impulses at normal speeds is a sign of degeneration. Also, what can be done is an EMG also. In some cases also, you have the ability to have nerve biopsies, autonomic testing, and radio, uh, radiology imaging tests. So what treatments are available? Treatments defined entirely on the type of nerve damage, symptoms, and location. Your doctor will explain how nerve damage is causing specific symptoms and how to minimize and manage them. With proper education, some people may be able to reduce their medication dose and manage their neuropathy without medications. Definitive treatment can permit functional recovery over time as long as the nerve cell isn't itself has not died. So let's address the neuropathy's causes. Correcting underlying causes can result in neuropathy resolving on its own as the nerves recover or regenerate. Nerve health and resistance can be improved by a healthy lifestyle, habits such as maintaining weight, avoiding toxic exposures, eating a balanced diet, and correcting vitamin issues. Smoking cessation is particularly important because smoking constricts blood vessels that supply nutrients to the peripheral neuropathies and can worsen over time. Exercise can deliver more blood and oxygen and nutrients to far off nerve endings, improve muscle strength, and limit muscle atrophy. Self-care skills in people with diabetes and others who have an impaired ability to feel can alleviate symptoms and often create conditions that encourage nerve regeneration. So let's go over uh, medications real quick. 
Medications recommended for chronic neuropathy pain are also used for other medical conditions. Among the most effective are class of drugs first marketed to treat depression. Common drugs include gabapentin, pregabalin, and less often lamotrigine, which I take lamotrigine but not for my um, neuropathy, I take it for my um, depression. Now, lidocaine patches or creams applied to the skin can be helpful for small painful areas, such as localized chronic pain. Other topical creams that have capsaicin, a substance found in hot peppers that can desensitize peripheral neuropathy nerve endings. Doctor applied patches that contain higher concentrations of capsaicin offer longer term relief from your neuropathic pain and itchings, but they worsen small fiber nerve pains and damage. Also, weak over-the-counter formulations are also available. Can I make one suggestion to you guys out there? For me, just for me, myself, capsaicin, when I use it, it's like I have an allergic reaction and it really burns my skin. So I don't use that at all anymore. So that might be something that you want to try a test area first on your skin to make sure you don't have that kind of an effect with that product because it does start burning your skin and you get cold water on it. It takes a while to get it off, that pain sensation. So I just wanted to pass it along to you and let you know how it doesn't, <laughs> how it affects me with the pain that it has. You know, I'd rather have the pain of my neuropathy than that pain. But just a heads up for you. And finally, we come to the narcotics or the opiates can be used for pain that doesn't respond to other pain control medications. And yet disease improving treatments aren't fully effective. Because pain relievers that contain opiates can lead to dependence and addiction, their use must be closely monitored by a physician. Then there's surgery, and that's only recommended treatment for some types of neuropathies. And I don't think I would go that far into my neuropathy of giving any type of surgery. And then finally we come up with the TENS unit. I'm not sure if everyone knows what that is, but that's that, um, that little box that gives you different um, degrees of shock therapy is what it is. Um, but TENS is a non-invasive intervention used for pain relief in a range of conditions. TENS in involves attaching electrodes to the skin at the site of the pain or near associated nerves and then administering a gentle electrical current. Although data from controlled clinical trials are not available to broadly establish it's how good it works for peripheral neuropathies, in some case studies, TENS units has been shown to improve neuropathic symptoms associated with diabetes. So we're going to put a pause on this episode and come back to you next week with the follow-up of the same um, topic that we're talking about right now. Because there's so much to go over, and I want to make sure you guys get everything you need. Again, if you go to my Facebook page, the Rob, the Rob the Sport Group and Podcast, you will find all the episodes there along with their corresponding articles that I found on the Internet. So you'll have all the information right there in front of you. I want to thank all of you for your support. 
through the through the two years that I've been doing this. Thank you for all the listeners and all my other outlets that I have for giving these podcasts and making sure that they reach all of us that have neuropathy. I hope you enjoy my episodes. And finally, have a great week. Get out, enjoy this weather, wherever you live, except you're in Fresno. But get out there, enjoy your family, enjoy the time that you have with them. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.